Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's good, people? Welcome to the Destination Debbie Waiver Wire Show for Week 7. I'm your host, Ike. Follow me on Twitter at just underscore Ike09. And as always, I got to mention, I am one half of the Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast, dropping every Thursday on the channel. Please be sure you check that out with my boy Gene. And go ahead and give him a follow at Fantasy Genes, G-N-E-S. Now, before I get into Week 7 pickups, got to talk through injuries and got to talk through a brief recap of what we saw in Week 6 which was quite a bit, just quite a bit. Saw a ton of new, ton of injuries, ton of injuries, probably the longest list that I can think of so far this year. Starting with Justin Fields, has a dislocated thumb. The coach, Matt Eberflus, did say that he's doubtful for Sunday's game. So um, at the end of the day, it comes down to grip strength for him. So I anticipate this being a multi-week absence for Justin Fields, and it's unfortunate because, you know, he was starting to cook, coming off his best two games of his career. Wasn't off to the greatest start in this game against the Vikings, but, you know, it's pretty unfortunate. It's pretty unfortunate, so we'll have to see how that how that plays out. In the meantime, you'll obviously have to, if you're in super flex leagues, you'll have to grab the backup quarterback as 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 needed. Tyson, Tyson Badgett, who didn't play terribly in, in relief of Justin Fields in the second half, but nonetheless... That's an unfortunate injury. And then we have Trevor Lawrence for the Jags. He has a knee sprain and he sustained that in the fourth quarter, I believe. And so they were saying that it's not considered long-term, but there's no word on his Thursday night football availability because they do play the Saints in just a few short days. And so we'll, we will see how he progresses throughout the week and into the early stages of the Monday night or the Thursday night game. And then a couple of other quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo had a back injury. He was actually taken to a local hospital to get further evaluated, but it does appear that he did dodge a bullet and avoided a serious injury. But no clarity on how he's going to fare in Week 7 or if he's going to play at all. So more to come on that, hopefully, throughout the week. Ryan Tannehill has a right ankle sprain, and a report just came out literally before I started recording is that he is going to potentially miss time that means Malik Willis should be on Superflex radars as well. And he didn't look terrible either when he came in for Ryan Tannehill against the Ravens in London. And then lastly, we have Baker Mayfield has a hand contusion on his non-throwing hand. He left in the fourth quarter of that game against the Lions. Not sure what, you know, what the, the, the severity of that injury or the extent of that injury. But again, that remains to be seen. 
more injuries we got to talk through. Running backs, Christian McCaffrey has an oblique injury, was ruled out. The funny thing is, is that he came back for a play and then 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 left again. And so by all accounts, it looks like he avoided a serious injury. And, you know, it's an oblique, it's an oblique injury. I don't foresee him being placed in IR or anything like that. But you you may never know. You never know. Never know the severity of it. But it looks like he's going to probably not miss that much time, if any time at all. Kyron Williams, running back for the Rams, has a mild ankle sprain. They already said that he's going to be out for this week against Pittsburgh. But the following week remains to be seen. And we'll we'll tell you what you need to do with that backfield here in a little bit. David Montgomery, Rams running back, has a rib injury. He's likely to miss time per David Brickett of the Detroit Free Press. And Dan Campbell did come out today and say that he's unlikely to play against Baltimore in Week 7. And then we had a scary injury on the, third, on the Sunday night game. Damian Harris has a neck injury. He was carted off. He did give us a thumbs up as he was getting carted off. So that was that was a good sign. Appears to have avoided a major injury. I think it's categorized now as a neck sprain, but we'll, we'll remain to you know it remains to be seen how you know how he progresses moving forward. And then we had a couple of other wide. We have a couple of other injuries just to round it out. Garrett Wilson has a right ankle injury. They're going into the to the bye week, so he should probably heal and be good to go for week eight. He did return to the game, and they still had you know I think I believe like ninety one yards receiving. So he had a pretty good game against the Eagles. And then we have DK Metcalf for the Seahawks. He had a hip injury, but he returned and wasn't much of a performance dip. But you know, it's been it's been pretty frust- a frustrating year for DK Metcalf. Just kind of been in and out with injuries, but he's been playing through them. So that you know that that is that in and of itself is commendable. But you know, he's just been banged up quite a bit this year. And then we have Alec Pierce to round it out. Wide receiver for the Colts, shoulder injury left in the fourth. Not sure of the severity of that, uh, but that that. You know, obviously opens up more more targets and opportunity for Josh Downs and the other and the other receivers that are in that Colts passing game. All right, brief recap of Week Six: some of our pickups that you know did well, that didn't do well, somewhere in between, some mid, some not. First, I want to start with the quarterbacks. Gardner Minshew finishes a QB sixteen. wasn't terrible. wasn't the best matchup for Jacksonville or, or against Jacksonville. We had that revenge game narrative going, but he did throw had a have a couple of turnovers. But QB sixteen, especially if you're in super flex leagues, not not uh not not bad, not bad. I mean, because you do need a you know a body there at quarterback, and he didn't kill you, but he also didn't help you win that much. Then Baker Mayfield, we had as one of the pickups last week. He face planted only nine fantasy points, nine point nine fantasy points, finishes a QB twenty four. Lions defense a lot better than we're giving them credit for. And so that was that was a a dud performance from Baker Mayfield. And then Desmond Ritter was one of our honorable mentions because he had a really really good matchup against the Commanders. QB four overall, back to back games of three hundred yards plus passing, but he did have three costly interceptions against the Commanders. But in fantasy, he's he's actually doing his thing. He's actually doing his thing. From a real life perspective, we can have a different conversation. From the standpoint of you know turnover worthy plays according to PFF, he is tied for the league lead with Mac Jones, and we obviously know how Mac Jones has fared this season. And so he is a turnover machine, but he will score you fantasy points. So if you have him in your lineup, you'll take the good with the bad. And then we had you know running backs shifting the running backs really quick. Amari Di Mercado, that was 
turning out to be fool's gold. That was fool's gold. He did absolutely nothing, and he played the most snaps. He ran 27 routes. Both of the other running backs in that backfield, Keontae Ingram and Damian Williams, ran a combined 14 and only got two carries the entire game. Two. That's That was surprising usage considering how well he played the previous week against um, against the Bengals. So that was surprising usage. And, you know, Keontae Ingram and Damian Williams combined for 18 carries. Ingram had 10. Williams had 8. So that backfield, goes without saying, is a mess. And that is one that, I, that I'm probably going to avoid. I'm going to avoid. I mean, there's, there's options on the waiver wire for, for this backfield. But do we have a clear picture of how, how, these, you know, how, how these carries, targets, and opportunities are going to be deployed? I don't know if this is a, that much of an indication. So we'll have to kind of see how this plays out in, over the next couple of weeks while James Conner is out. And on the Bears side, Deontay Foreman, he had a pretty good game from a you know rushing yards perspective and carries, had 15 carries, played the majority of the snaps. He was tackled at the one-yard line, so he came close to a touchdown. So a lot of fantasy managers who, who plugged him into their lineups would have definitely wanted that. Only one target, one catch, two yards. So this is kind of what we, you know, we anticipated him just getting you know, the bulk of the carries and getting the goal line work. Just didn't come through. The Bears' offense was kind of off most most of the game, and Justin Fields' injury has a little due to, ha, has a little to do with that. But I think ultimately moving forward, I think he's he may be a pretty good option, especially if Roshan Johnson remains out. But we'll see if he can he if he can clear the concussion protocol because he's probably going to be the guy to to potentially take over that role. But we'll just have to you know, keep an eye on that. And then lastly, wide receivers. Rasheed Rice, man. Rasheed Rice just continues the ball. He continues the ball. Like we said, we just need to play more. And Kansas City coaches, they were listening. Ran a season-high 22 routes, had four catches, 72 yards on four targets, and no other receiver on the Kansas City roster had more than two catches on Thursday night against the Broncos. So looks more and more like Rasheed Rice is settling into that number one wide receiver role for Patrick Mahomes, which is a good, which is a, a, a good sign, really, really good sign. Curtis Samuel for the Commanders had another touchdown. So this is third straight game of 14-plus fantasy points. Um, and additionally, Robert Woods and Josh Downs, two, two other guys we mentioned, also found the end zone. So that it was a pretty good week for wide receivers, for wide, for wide receiver pickups. But for tight ends, a little bit of a mixed bag. Logan Thomas, base planted. Only one, one target, one catch, two yards. Sam Howell, I think, only threw like 20, 20 passes. And they were in a positive game script for the most part. So I think we can I think we can say that's a mulligan because more weeks than not, I think Washington's gonna be passing more. Sam Howell does lead still lead the league in dropbacks with 265. And so I think this is kind of a blip for Logan Thomas. And then John Smith had another strong performance. Four catches, 36 yards and a touchdown, 13 fantasy points. And it still coincides with the reemergence of Kyle Kyle Pitts. And so I think from a you know with, as it pertains to a team that leads the NFL in target share to their tight ends i think Jonu Smith more weeks than not is a fantasy and every week fantasy starter especially at a position a very scarce position where you are starved starved for production all right so that recaps week 6 let's go ahead and get into some of our week 7 pickups first here's the, the quarterbacks pretty short list anybody who's playing the commanders we want to play that quarterback during that week as i mentioned last week washington 
they've been abysmal versus quarterbacks. They've given up the QB1, QB8, QB3, QB6, and last week, the QB4 to Desmond Ritter. So they're playing the Giants this week. And I know the Giants offense has not been anything to write home about this year. I think they, they're four out of the six games. They don't have a single offensive touchdown. But if Tyrod Taylor or Daniel Jones, who might have been dropped in some leagues, because he's only 44% rostered on Yahoo leagues, if any of them are active, whoever, whichever one is active, that's the one you're playing against Washington. They have proven time and time again that they are the ultimate get-right spot. So I think one of those guys is worth a pickup and worth a stream in Week 7, especially with what we saw with Sa- Saquon Barkley being looking at pretty explosive and looking pretty healthy against that Buffalo defense. And then the, then the next few quarterbacks, we're just going to, again, we're going to go we're gonna go back to the well with Sam Howell and De- Desmond Ritter. I mean, if you're streaming quarterbacks, these two need to be rostered. They definitely need to be rostered. Sam Howell right now, QB 11 on the season. QB 11. And like I said, has the Giants this week. But then after that, it's got Philadelphia. That's a good matchup. New England, Seattle, and then the Giants again over the next five games. So he has a pretty favorable schedule before their bye week in week 13. He is definitely a good streaming option or you can just just plug him into your lineup because i think they're gonna have enough pass volume to to for him to be fantasy relevant and then desmond ritter i mean i know they have tampa bay not the greatest matchup for quarterbacks but they did just give up 353 yards to Der- to jared goff and then over the next three games after that they got tennessee minnesota and arizona so pretty decent schedule for desmond ritter lining up after they get through tampa bay and then obviously i mentioned earlier with with the injuries to Ryan Tannehill and Justin Fields if you're in if you're in any one of those super flex seasonal leagues go ahead and grab Malik uh, Malik Willis and Tyson Badgett it's just so you can plug someone in there that that can get you some fantasy points now Malik Willis is on a bye week this week and so that'll be something that you'll be able to see in week eight but, but Tyson Badgett they have the Raiders this week that's probably one of the biggest reasons why I say why I recommend that you play him because he's playing the Raiders and he gets to throw passes to one Deniston Oliver Moore Jr. DJ Moore for those in the back. All right, so on to running backs. Pick up any one of those backup 49ers running backs. Jordan Mason, Elijah Mitchell. Mason is less is is only less than two percent rostered. Mitchell is you know around thirty percent ish. But after Chris McCaffrey went out, Jordan Mason played more you know played more snaps than Elijah Mitchell 15 to 2 and outcarried him 5 to 2 and then Jordan Mason scored the touchdown but you know again this is all contingent on these the severity of CMC's injury now i think you know what from what we're seeing from what from what we're hearing is that Christian McCaffrey's injury is not that serious so he may not even miss a game but in any event this is the time where you stash backup running backs anyways so they should be rostered regardless all right, next to Detroit, Craig Reynolds, running back, less than 10% rostered. He got the most snaps and got the most carries with 10, but only 15 yards. Tough tough run defense from the Buccaneers, but he ran the most routes, had two targets, turned that into 28 yards. Should get the bulk of the, of the carries with David Montgomery out. David Montgomery is probably going to miss a couple of weeks with that, with that rib injury. And then we'll get Jameer Gibbs back. And I remember the last time we recommended Craig Reynolds and then Jameer Gibbs got most of the carries. So that's just one thing to to, to monitor and to keep in mind there. If Because Jameer, Jameer Gibbs hasn't practiced over like the last couple of weeks. So his hamstring injury may be pretty serious. We may see a full a full day and a full workload. All right, next is Keontae Ingram running back for the Cardinals. 
He's only 20% rostered. Now, again, I, I, I did mention that that backfield is a mess, but if there's one guy that you could potentially get behind, it's, it's Ingram. He got 10 carries, 40 yards, caught two passes. The game script wasn't ideal. They were trailing for a little bit. They weren't really, really able to get too much done on offense. The, you know, the Rams just kind of dominated. So he's worth, he's worth a little bit of a pickup. We'll see if, if this usage pattern remains because, you know, who knows? De Mercado may get 10 carries next week. But if there's one guy to, to, to pick up, you at least want someone to, to, to fill in, whether it's a, a flex position or anything like that, I'd probably, you know, go ahead and grab Keontae Ingram. And then Latavius Murray, Bill's running back. He's less than 10% rostered. And this is mostly due to the injury um, to Damian Harris. But also, he's getting goal line work. He's getting goal line work in that Buffalo Bills offense, who's going to be in scoring position, you know, more often than not. So that that's that's one thing. And also, he's getting a lot of third downs, a lot of third down snaps over James Cook, who we thought before the season was going to get a lot of third down snaps. So that not, ha- hasn't been the case too much this year. But Latavius Murray, primary backup, still, you know, he's still still making himself fantasy relevant. And so Latavius Murray. And then lastly, back to the Rams, Zach Evans, running back. He's he's you know a six round pick. He is the next man up with the injury to Kyron Williams and the the backup, the normal backup, Ronnie Rivers, has a PCL injury. So Zach Evans is probably going to be the guy that they lean on. They may sign a guy this week. Not entirely sure. They, I know they also have Royce Freeman on the roster. Don't know how fantasy relevant he's going to be, but in any event, I think Zach Evans is is the priority add in that Rams backfield. All right, on to wide receivers. Not too many here. Uh, we probably mentioned a couple of these guys on previous shows, but they still have a you know wide range of availability across all of these leagues. First is Wandale Robinson for the Giants. He has at least six targets and five plus receptions in three straight games. Like I mentioned, not a lot to get excited about in that Giants offense. Zero touchdowns, zero offensive touchdowns in four of six games. Again, not a lot to get excited about, but short area at levels of the field. Wanda Robinson is providing a, 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 a safe PPR floor for those who have him rostered. And again, he's he's available in at least 70 plus percent of leagues. And so he's he's most certainly worth a pickup. And also I mentioned Curtis Samuel. He's still widely available in at least 60 plus percent availability across all the major platforms. Again, like I mentioned, third straight game of over 14 fantasy points and a touchdown supplanting Jahan Dotson as a number two. I know he ran the third most routes, but from a production perspective, he is he is right there. I think he's right there along with Terry McLaurin in in, in fantasy points. And so and just a couple of you know ads in 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 stashes. We already talked about Rasheed Rice, Josh Downs, still only 33% rostered. I don't know what you people are doing. I mean what else do you need to see from him? He is worth rostering and worth putting in your flex position gotten got in the end zone on sunday only five catches for 21 yards very very putrid a dot i get it but he's a slot receiver so they're not their a dot's not going to be relatively high anyways he has at least five catches in each game Gardner Minshew plays significant snaps this should not be hard and then a uh, wide receiver rashid shaheed for the saints 33 percent rostered after week seven against the jags he's got the colts Bears and Vikings on his schedule before the bye week. And he had two catches for 80 yards and a touchdown against the Texans. And so Derek Carr will, will find him deep. His A dot is 
or at least 14 yards. So he's going to be getting a lot of targets down the field and he can give you a couple of, of, of big plays. So that rounds out receivers. Last last position here is tight ends. Only one. I only got one tight end, and he stood out in a big way. Rookie second round pick for the Raiders, Michael Meyer. Michael Meyer. Michael Mayer. Mayer Meyer. I, how, I think it's Mayer, but he's less than two percent owned. And the Raiders they 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 kind of changed the way they 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 use their tight ends this past week. He has a season high sixty seven percent route participation. Had twelve and a half fantasy points. 27% target rate. 27% target rate. So five catches, 75 yards. Like he was he was he was doing work against the Patriots. Now the Patriots, they they've been getting ravaged by tight ends, but this is this is a you know, this is the this is a step in the right direction for Mayer. We were wondering when he was gonna start playing more. We were wondering when he was gonna get more opportunity. And it looks like, you know, week six was a should serve as a little bit of a jumping off point or a launching point. So he played a lot of snaps in eleven personnel. So three receivers and one tight end. And so he's he's going to he's going to be. I think he's going to be a factor in that passing because you're trying to look for something else behind Devonte Adams and Jacoby Myers. They just haven't found someone to rely on. But now Michael Mayer, again, he was commanding targets. He was commanding targets in college at Notre Dame. So hopefully we can start seeing some of that translate on a more consistent basis here in the NFL. So you know, again, it's one week, but it's it's something to monitor. It's a really the, the the underlying metrics and the peripherals look really really good for that week. So hopefully that can continue. So just to recap the week seven pickups, whichever quarterback is playing for the Giants, start them against the Commanders, and then back to the well with the with Desmond Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell. And then if you're in superflex leagues, take a look at Malik Willis and Tyson Badgett, running backs, Jordan Mason and Elijah Mitchell. Craig Reynolds for the Lions, Keontae Ingram for the Cardinals, Latavius Murray for the Bills, and Zach Evans for the Rams. Wide receivers, Wandale Robinson for the Giants, Curtis Samuel for the Commanders. And just to make sure these guys are no longer on your waiver wires, obviously Rasheed Rice we talked about, Josh Downs, Rasheed Shahid for the Saints, and then the tight end, Michael Mayer for the Las Vegas Raiders. All right, so that wraps it up. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Hopefully, I got got some W's in week six, and you know, good luck to you guys in week seven, man. I'll holla at y'all. Peace out. Peace out.